Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey, it's Ariel Anderson, and it's great to be here. Thank you for being in the room with me, wherever you are in the world. It's great to imagine that we are sharing energy, thoughts, uh, ideas, and uh, that's one of the the joys that I have in this podcast and working with you, uh, whether it's about midlife pregnancy, being an older mom like this week because it's the first week of the year, first podcast of the year, uh, or being a parent in the world and all the intricacies and the complicated beauty and challenge inside of that. And today, because it is that first podcast of the year, and last year was quite the year, uh, 2021 is is about fun and shutting off the noise. So uh, I thank you for being a part of that and echoing that out to other people. I imagine, you know, this truth is that we every day are making new decisions and deciding how things, how you're going to move forward in the day, in the world, in your parenting. And when you are connecting with your creativity, whether that's in your job or in your parenting or how you manage the day, uh, whatever that creativity is, which can be writing or making a lunch or taking a walk and what that looks like or making things fun for your kids and yourself, taking those drudgery things like uh, returning that you know, email or making that call for a bill or paperwork or whatever it might be and making it fun somehow. I know that seems crazy, but this is my goal for the year. And I'm wondering what yours is. What are you going to bring into this year? What is most important to you? If you had to pick one, two, three words that are going to be your intention for the year, not something that's going to get lost in a few days, but really this is, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to challenge myself. What is that? What would you do? Um, because when you are intersecting your creativity, how you're going to make things better for yourself and uh, people around you in your work, do things differently. Uh, and it's interconnected with your purpose because even just being on this planet, you are in your purpose, whether you know what that thing is that you're meant to be doing or not. Some are lucky where, you know, you know what you're meant to do on the planet right now and some you know it's still bubbling through but I want you to know that even if you don't know what it is it is if there isn't it it might be so simple that you aren't seeing it just being on this planet you have a purpose and you are being who you're meant to be even on the hard days and with your kids or the kids that you're going to have in the future know that this is such a an a core part of of the truth of uh, your existence, in fact. And I'm not trying to tell you how to feel. I'm just saying that the, the truth of things is that just by being you, you're in your purpose. And if you take it to the next level, if you are lucky enough to have an aha through meditation, a walk, making space for yourself, if you're a parent, or if you're not a parent and you're moving towards that, that making space so that ideas and information and clarity can come, we jam pack each day, each week, way too much. 
we were just talking about this at the end of the year, Mats and I, about how important it is to create that buffer between meetings and whatnot. But sometimes we don't have meetings every day and we still need to create that buffer. In the old days, when I was back in Prague, uh, it was, and I didn't, yeah, well, yeah, when I was back in Prague, uh, more so than here because we were walking a lot more and not driving as much because you're in the city. You had lots of transport and things are closer together and countryside, it's a little different here, but you're, you're walking from, to the store, you're walking to the post office uh, and maybe you have that luxury and that's wonderful. And, and there's time between, there's space to connect with people. And I used to consciously make space, meaning I would... Not, I would make sure I wasn't just running back and forth to the post office, for example, but I would leave at least a half an hour or an hour, even if, if it felt excessive, because you were, I was making space, you were making space for connection and experience an intuitive direction. And what I mean is that when you make enough space, there's time that if you run into an old friend or you see something in a window that sparks something for you that creates an idea and you think oh I want to explore that that there's enough space to explore that go into that shop uh, or look in the window and take a moment and you know read the cover of a book that that grabs you for some reason and allowing the space for that to unravel or to flow out and that's something that we're not always doing. We're not always doing this for our kids and it needs to happen for the kids, especially don't overbook them in activities these days. Of course, that's less of an issue, but that will come back again. And even so we feel like we have to entertain them and there's a, and sometimes they feel we need to entertain them. And there's something in there about just allowing the space. So I want to encourage you as you're moving into 2021 to consider how you'd like to make space for yourself, for your kids, for whatever it is that you're working on in your life. Um, and because this is the week of older moms and midlife pregnancy, I, I want to dip in a little bit to, to that. Uh, the interesting thing, now it happens at different times as well, and I, you may be having this at 22 and 32 and 42. That's 52, 62, I don't know. Whatever your age is and you're here, uh, you may be having this experience. I'm just speaking from my moment in time and because we're focused on older moms slash midlife, this piece of you are evolving and supporting the journey of your family on a daily basis. And at the same time, the complicated piece is that at the same time, you are expanding into your own journey in a different way because there's this crossroads that happens in midlife where there you continue, you make a choice. And I encourage you to make that choice right now of what are you choosing for your life and recognizing that you are choosing it. What is happening in your life, your perception, your feeling, you are choosing this. And it doesn't mean you choose every action and every um, event that happens in your life. Of course, you I know, you know, you're listening in different parts of the world. You're not choosing a bomb to go off. You're not choosing for to be in the middle of fires like we were last year. You're not choosing for there to be a pandemic. But 
what you are choosing is how you respond to it and how you perceive what's happening as an opportunity or as something that's happening against you. Are you a victim or are you receiving the possibility for something that you don't even know exists yet? What, what is this about? There's some gift here. It's uh, following, following the, the energy. And so we're sitting here together right now and I, I'm at this crossroads and maybe you're at this crossroads where you get to make a choice about what happens next. And it's about shifting these moments where you are feeling overwhelmed. And let me just say, by the way, <laughs> I have these moments all the time. Uh, and there's so many contributing factors. Um, but making a choice to have, to, to work with the overwhelm in a different way is huge. And the thing is, is I know that you know. You already know a lot of things that you could do right now. And you might not feel it or be having it on the tip of your tongue exactly what that is, but just simply opening yourself to receiving the information that you need to, uh, to know what's next is enough. You don't have to know A, B, C, D, E, you know, all the way through Z. You need to know where you are now, what your intention is, what direction you're pointing your boat. You know, I'm going to set sail there. You know, that's the direction. And you may or may not know the end result. You may not know where the end destination is, but you know the intention. The intention is, for example, could be discovery or more energy or feeling good in my daily life, body pain not being there or more connection with your partner or your your uh, husband or your wife it there's so much that you can create that intention and then you don't have to know I think we get caught up we get really caught up in having to know how to do it and especially in this time when so much feels out of control and uncertain and unknown it's so easy for you and me to get caught up in but I don't know what's next and I don't know how to do it differently. And I just feel, for example, I feel trapped inside of the shelter in place. I feel like a caged wild animal who hasn't been fed on some days. And it's mind numbing to go through the process of trying to figure out how can I make it different. Now, um, yeah, if I try to figure it all out, sometimes, you know, I'm so busy trying to figure out what I could do differently. Uh, and if I can't find the answers, then I get stuck. And I don't want you to get stuck. So that's why we're talking about this. It's the idea that maybe it's just the tiny micro mo movements forward. Now we're going to be talking about this pretty soon on the podcast with uh, a dear and lovely guest, Sarah Hayes Coomer, coming up. And that's going to be next week. But meanwhile, right now, what small things could you do that you know you can do that you're clear on? Instead of it having to be some grand gesture, this huge thing. It's like we do the same thing with if you're stuck in perfectionism of it's all or nothing. No, it really isn't. We need those small wins, right? So what could you do right now that would make a difference? For example, with overwhelm. Now, I'll, I'll put my hand up right now and I will say uh, I am making 
a clear intention around Netflix because I have a habit of uh, watching it at night and even when I'm tired because I want time for me. My daughter is often sleeping cuddled up next to me so I can't do anything else <laughs> easily like read because it wakes her up the pages. Uh, but instead maybe it's about meditating or breathing, doing breathing exercises, something else. I haven't even figured out what that something else is but I've actually decided that my phone I'm going to put it in the bathroom and it can charge or do whatever it needs to do instead of having it next to me. The challenge I have is that when I have ideas about something, when I'm decompressing, I want to put it into my phone. But the biggest thing is in the morning because I often wake up before my daughter. So I've decided that I will put it in the bathroom and if I need to pee or something in the night, then I can bring it back into the, into the room if I want to uh, that badly. And of course, I don't look at it in that time. Uh, and then I have it for the morning or I just have to wait. And it's creating that space creating the space to have more sleep so that they feel the overwhelm differently. So I would encourage that if that's something that happens to you is, you know, get more sleep, whatever that means for you. Don't work. You're not working in a functional way most of the time, unless you're maybe writing or something, but you're not working in a very functional way after eight, 10 o'clock at night. That's, I also love to work at that time. And there's a lot of things that I, sorry, I love to work at that time. And there's a lot of things that I can uh, get accomplished, uh, but the intention is to to shift that and finding the way to do that. So it's for me, it's going to be leaving my phone somewhere else. It's also not really good to be sleeping next to electronics and too many wires and things like that, which uh, we do on occasion. Well, often do because there's so much going on at the same time, and I do a lot of emails and things at night. But it's going to change, and I think that's important because sleep will shift everything. So my number one thing would be right now, even just to look at what you're doing with your sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? For example, last night I did not get enough sleep, but that has to do also with what's happening also with what's happening on the moon, with the moon right now. Uh, and it can be about so many things. Screen time, an hour and a half before you go to bed. Not a great idea. It, uh, it affects your sleep. Watching shows on Netflix that are not woohoo also will affect dreams. Wouldn't it be great to have the dreams that you're meant to have versus the ones that are being affected by whatever you watch before you went to bed? My husband was just talking about that. Mats was just saying, I've got to stop watching. I don't remember what show it was. He's addicted to something right now. And uh, it's clearly very violent. And he said it's affecting his dreams. And then it affects your sleep, how you wake up in the morning. You feel grumpier because you are less stable. Emotions are less stable. There's more snapping happening when you don't sleep. So... Sleep is a big thing. Big question. What are you doing with your sleep these days? What other things are important to you right now? I would actually love to hear about it. And I'm hoping that you can pop on to IP underscore parenting the Instagram and let me know uh, if you are part of the midlife pregnancy older mom realm, then that would be Ariel Green Anderson um, is the other handle that I have. But I'm talking about right now, you know, parenting and how is that different when you're older? Well, the thing is, on one hand, I remember my professor from uni telling me that each decade you, you settle in a little bit more into yourself. And I definitely feel that. Now I had, I turned 50 in 2020 and whew, yeah, I definitely do feel it different. If I look back at when I was 10, well, I don't remember that too well, but, <laughs> and then I look back at 20 that is clear. And then 30, I can actually feel 
each birthday. 40, I was in Ireland. 30, I was here in Northern California. 50, here in Northern California. And looking back at how you feel and how you might have done things differently 20 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, the truth is that woulda, shoulda, coulda thing is just a lot of pain if you look back and have regrets. I'm thankful that I don't have too many regrets. Uh, I used to say I had no regrets, but that has shifted since my bonus family. There's some things I would have said or done differently for sure. Uh, some more positive and some more constructive, <laughs> if that makes sense. I think I would have been bolder and more brave uh, for sure if I look back. But, you know, every decision that you make along the path is is the best decision you could make in that moment. You did what was right for you in that moment and it might not have been perfect or beautiful, or maybe it was. Maybe you could have done things in a less perfect way. But to look back in the rearview mirror and torture yourself is just insanity. So I encourage you to, in this moment, know, as my friend Deb always says, everything comes, everything's in perfect time. And that where you are now is exactly where you're meant to be in that if you are deciding if you're going to have another family or a family for the first time, if you are struggling in parenting, if you are on your, oh, my creaky chair, if you're, if you're on your path, but you're not even sure where you are, it's okay, right? We don't have to know everything. I don't know where we get ca so caught up in feeling that, that that's so important. Uh, right now, just breathe. In fact, let's breathe together. Inhale everything that you need for your day and exhale out all the crap and the burden of other people's words and maybe do two more breaths. In and out. Maybe your breath is a little longer. And one more. And exhale, all that you don't need can just get grounded into the earth. My mother always said, three deep breaths change everything. If you could do this one thing when things get tough or even when things are good, when things feel good and you want to allow yourself to savor the moment, maybe it's breathing into that as well. Uh, 2021 is an opportunity Take that opportunity for you, for your family, how you want to move forward, whatever point you are in your life, everything is a, is a choice and an opportunity. And uh, if you want the life that you may not even realize you fully deserve, if you're ready for things to be different, it's time to do things differently, even in teeny tiny incremental micro steps to shift into what makes sense, what you're destined for, because you are destined for something, whether you believe it or not, you have a destiny here on this planet, in your community, and for yourself. And the growing and the learning doesn't end. Once you take that blue or red pill, right, and you make that choice, then you choose, you choose enlightenment, you choose consciousness, you choose to 
understand what's happening in the moment to be the best version of you of being a parent as being a friend and you're going to make mistakes i made a lot of mistakes in 2020 and before and i torture myself with them in moments you know how i could have been a better friend better mom better partner better daughter and on and on those moments do come and then you have to breathe into it and see what comes next and i wish for you that clarity, that beauty, and even that ugliness of seeing everything that's there inside of you and knowing that there's something out there that you may not even know and it's waiting for you. And when you get there and when you are on that path, that it's then going to echo that out for the people who are waiting for you and what you have to offer, the people who need to see that it's possible, just that someone else near them has done something, whether it's having a child, <clears throat> excuse me, or managing a moment with more grace, or creating something for the first time, or keeping a job, or being abundant during a time when others aren't, or not being abundant but still finding joy, whatever the moment is bringing, Know that everything you do, even when it's not perfect, is having an effect. And every moment after that is an opportunity to shift it one way or the other. I wish you a beautifully imperfect day. See you next week with Sarah Hayes Coomer. It's a fantastic conversation about The Habit Trip, her book. And ooh, you're going to want this book. We're going to have a giveaway for it. It is exactly what you need what i need going into 2021 and uh having a bit of fun and shifting what needs to be shifted talk to you soon thank you for listening to our very imperfect parenting podcast if you'd like a little more like live coaching sessions then jump into facebook.com backslash ip parents you can also write me at Ariel at imperfectparenting.net or jump on that site for other resources like book reviews and other fun things. If you would just share with one person or let one person know about this podcast, that helps us a lot. As well, we have Patreon with extra privileges and have a beautifully imperfect day. Thank you so much for being out there.